0: Uh, chapter 3. I'll be looking at the first, uh, first 11 verses there. I'll read that for us. Philippians chapter 3, verses 1 through 11. Hear the word of God. Finally, my brothers, rejoice in the Lord. To write the same things to you is no trouble to me, and is, it is safe for you. Look out for the dogs, look out for the evildoers. Look out for those who mutilate the flesh. For we are the circumcision who worship by the Spirit of God and glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Though I myself have reason for confidence in the flesh also. If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law of Pharisee, Well, talking about contentment, what do you need to be content, or or what are you looking for to be content or to be more content? All kind of things we look to. You know, browsing the other day some of the new smartphones. I like to get a little Android smartphone thing, little little, uh, uh, Nexus S stuff. Maybe you know, seasons are changing. It's cool. Would be. Be nice. uh, you just feel a little bit better about yourself if you had your, your stylish winter clothes out. Uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's good grades. If your grades were, were up or you feel like you're succeeding these things, then life is good. Maybe it's you know, better friendships, just deeper relationships where you feel known and cared for by the people around you uh, and you can depend on one another. Maybe that's dating relationships, meeting uh, meeting a person that just that should just fit together, you value one another. Maybe meeting Mr. Wright, Mrs. Wright. If you find those things, then that'll that'll make your life uh, more content. Maybe it's just trivial stuff like, I mean, if more people would like your Facebook post, right? It just kinda gives you a little pick me up like, hey, sixty like if sixty three people like some Facebook post, you'd be like, the man, right? Why these things matter, I don't know. Um, so that the pictures that were posted on Facebook, like you, you always looked good in those pictures. Yeah, some pictures you are just like, I don't like that picture, untagged And the other pictures like, I like how this one came out, that's good. guess right? that was the profile. If all the pictures were like that, right? You um, start to feel more content. Maybe it's other things. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's you, you felt like you understood the Bible more. Uh, know more of what it talks about. Uh, know the gospel uh, better. Uh, maybe it's better behavior if your life was just, just more, uh, more put together, right, doing the things that you think are, are good and not, not struggling that not so much. Um, maybe things like sharing the gospel, right? If you were able to just speak to other people about Jesus and see their lives turn, that you would be more, more Just that, that would make, it, make life good. All right, we think that if we can get some of these things, life is better. Uh, but there's other things that we're not looking for. Right, that we that we don't want, and we don't expect them to, to to help at all. We've got no interest in them, and it's not not helpful to uh, to have them. Right, if I heard that you uh that you wanted some new new like winter fashion clothes, right, but your budget was tight, and I decided to be really generous. You know, from the bottom of my heart to, to care for you and I'm going to go to, so I go to Goodwill I'm like, man, let's see what I can get for 50 bucks and I just go through like randomly whatever your size, I like end up with two trash bags full of, of clothes and yes, some of them might be from like the 80s and the 90s, but I knew you wanted new clothes that I might make, and I brought those everything you know, and I slapped down two bags from you, random clothes from Goodwill, it's probably like, hmm, not going to make my life better, right? You take those things right back or throw them right out. I mean, you look through some of them, you might find some good things, the costume party, right, or the or 80s, you know, dance party sometime, or one of these kind of things. But um, we like, take yard sales. I, I love yard sales. Um, first couple of years that Karen and I were married, like, every Saturday we would go uh, go to yard sales. Like, I think we found, like, all kind of great deals and, and, and good stuff that, that's still in our house. Um, but uh, you go to yard sales very much, and you may find, like, some, some good deals of things that you want, but you also realize, like, there's just a whole lot of crap out there um, that you no way in the world would you ever want to buy. So you go to, like, nine yard sales, and you might buy one thing. There's stuff there that you're like, why does someone even have this? How did it get in their house, you know? And they're only trying to get, like, 50 cents for it. And if you bargain with them, you can probably just get it for a quarter, but there's no way that you want that. I'll give you a quarter for me not to have to take it, okay? Uh, but some stuff just, it's just junk. Um, or or right, the things that you see on like the you know, home shopping channel or like TV infomercials, right? And you're like, for 19.95, you can get the incredible Ronco Next product, you know, the, uh, the food dehydrator, the, the like, the spray, spray. if you're balding, you can just spray paint on your, on your head. <laughs> <laughs> no, God, I out on there years ago, and someone's just going to look and be like, do you have paint on your scalp? You know, but you won't look as bald. Um, but there's all this stuff, right? 1995. but don't call yet because there's more stuff, and if you didn't know before them that it was just crap, you know them because they are like, wait, they're giving me all this and they're only charging $20? I know it can't give any good quality because they're definitely not making a profit on it if they can give me all this for 20 bucks, right? It's not, no way it's good quality. Um, <laughs> Generally with that stuff, we're, we're smart enough to know that it's crap, uh, and we, we don't want it. But This passage is, is telling us that we, we don't always know what's crap, what's worthless, uh, and what has, has worth to it. Even, that, uh, even that, we're, that sometimes we're very confused about it. The things that we're looking for and, and spending our money on and going after are, are actually just the just the worthless worthless junk. Uh, when Paul used the word rubbish uh, down there, that's accurately accurately translated just as, as crap. And right? sometimes we're confused. We don't know what's what's crap and and what's not. Um, uh, if this it, it, it isn't too. Uh, um, too, too offensive to anyone. I think. I think sometimes you know, it's like if you're around it too much, you you, you don't really notice the smell of it. Put this, you know, so if you're if you're in the room and you're smelling the room, you're not noticing anything. Like it's only it's only when you walk into a bathroom that's been recently used that it's <laughs> that's overwhelming, right? <laughs> I <don't know. clears throat> even if you, but even if you are just in it, it's like you don't notice it, but then you leave. And you get fresh air, and then you have to go back into the bathroom, and all of a sudden then you're like, oh, what is this? Right? Um, right. This passage is like that breath of fresh air. And so when you come back to all the things from the rest of your life, hopefully you can smell what, what, what stinks. Um, that's the way it's, uh, it's looking at it for us. Um, to, to put it this way, uh, in summation from the passage, in terms of contentment, Contentment comes from Christ, not from any work wrapped. A lot of times we miss that. Maybe it's obvious when we put it that way, but an actual experience, ah, that can be difficult to, to connect with or to realize. Experientially, it feels like this great reversal, where everything's just kind of turned upside down from what we expect. And that's how you see uh, in the passage, right? It keeps talking about uh, gains and losses. Gain, the things that we think are gains are actually losses. And those losses are actually to our, to our gain. It's all a, a reversal, turn upside down. So, so we'll look at the passage that way. Gains that, um, gains that we're seeing as losses and losses that we begin to see as, as gains. Uh, so first of all, gains as, as losses. You see this a little bit in verse, uh, verse 7. It says, whatever gain I had... I count it as loss uh, for the sake of Christ, right? Uh, if, you're, if you're in a class, and uh, let's just say the professor professor's biggie in class uh, in the class one day, he says that the median average of grades in the class is 70. That's so a great, not so bad, median average, right? And he says uh, um, he's going to take, uh, so he's going to divvy things up a little bit differently, make things more fair. So everyone who's, who's in the bottom half, he's going to add an additional 30 points to their grade average. All right? And everyone who's in the top half of the class is going to take 30 points off their, their grade average. All right? uh, I'm guessing there's a lot of people in that class that would be pretty excited about that. And there would be the other half of the class who would be up in arms uh, about that. Um, so, the reversal in it, maybe maybe don't like that. Uh, you may not like the reversal that this passage is talking about. In fact, I think the more gains that you feel like you have, uh, the more status, the more respect, uh, the more stuff, the more position uh, that, that you have, the harder, the harder this is to appreciate. Because it, it calls it all crap, not uh, worth nothing. Um, uh, uh, it's, Im- it's important to hear if that's the way that God works. And so he's telling us that pretty, pretty plainly, putting out here for us. Um, and as, as far as the, the finality goes, I mean, it works out well, right? All, uh, the final gains far outweigh the losses. Uh, as Jesus puts it in Mark 8, what will it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his, his soul? But if you look at the passage, how Paul is speaking to them, especially the first, uh, first part of this, Right? Look out for the dogs. What, is are like dogs in Philippi that are getting the people, what's, Paul is in like really strong language here, right? Um, derogatory language, mocking, sarcasm is laid on thick, right? Um, and, uh, and he's doing that to make to make a point. There's some intense language. Where are the dogs, the evildoers, those who mutilate the, the flesh? Alright, here here's a situation of what's going on. The uh, the information of the, the, the infomercial of the time uh, going on uh, then was um, circumcision for nineteen ninety-five. Uh, right? Uh, exactly. You might you might think that wouldn't be like wouldn't be a lot of people happy. It'd be a bit hard sell to make, right? Uh, but uh, but apparently there was, uh, there was people people buying into him circumcision for nine, 1995 and become become the uh, become fully God's people whom He loves. It's not just this act; it's what it represents. Circumcision at the time had, had had always been a marker of God's people. These are the people who have God's favor and His blessing that He is on their side and taking care of them. They belong to Him and are loved by Him. So there's some at the time coming around saying, "Hey, even if you believe Jesus, that's great. But if you really want to be those whom God loves, His people, there's a just for, for the price of a, of a very minor surgery, uh, you can know that you have God's approval, uh, God's God's blessing on it." Um, and you see the reversal that he's making in verse three, because he says, "For we are the circumcision." And, and his we there includes those who are, who are not in any physical way, shape, or form circumcised. And it's like, no, 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 we're the circumcision. We who believe, uh, who worship in the Spirit of God and glory in Christ, we who have faith in Christ and the gospel, we're the circumcision. We're the people who are marked out as, as belonging to God. That's having his favor. And this circumcision thing doesn't matter. This physical circumcision doesn't matter for a thing. It's crap. It's worth nothing. <clears throat> All right. If you want to even see a little more of it, like uh, the, the Jews would often just re- refer to Gentiles and non-believers as, as, as dogs. Um, Not like a very harsh derogatory, but somewhat derogatory, obviously. Uh, just how they thought about and, and that unbelievers were the, the evildoers. doers. So he's like, no, no. We're the circumcision. You're the dogs. You're, you're the ones outside of God. Uh, you're the evil evildoers. Uh, those who mutilate the flesh. mean right? The circumcision thing. That's how he's describing it uh, there. Um, it, it's strong, uh, strong language in it. Um, and it's, it, the strong language is there because it's not just about uh, circumcision. Politics is very fundamental to the gospel. Like, go read the, the book of Galatians. The whole thing's written to them kind of around, around these kind of struggles. And he's even, even harsher uh, there. Some awesome stuff uh, in Galatians. Um, uh, uh, but it's, just, it's not just about circumstances. It's foundational to the gospel. and it, the, the importance of it is, is focused on, on faith and on trust. It's, it's what you're confident in. Uh, what, are, what are you trusting in? Is it Christ or these other things? Are you contentment thing. if I'm drawing out no, things that way? Do you think it's these other things that are going to make you more content or do you think it's, it's Christ because it's, it's one or the other? Right, you see the way he puts it, who uh, we're the circumcision, worship by the Spirit of God, glory in Christ Jesus and put no confidence in the flesh. Either our confidence, our glory, our boast is in Christ, or our confidence is in the flesh. It's in things from ourselves or around us that we, that we bring out. Um, it's either Christ or other stuff, but it's, it's not both. What do you, what do you trust? What, do you, what are you looking to in, in this? Right? If, if Christ isn't enough, if Christ isn't giving you all that you uh, uh, need or, or, or he doesn't, then if you're looking at these other things, that's what you're saying. You're saying, Jesus, Jesus doesn't do enough for me. I need, I need some more likes on my Facebook post. Uh, I, I, need a, I need a good picture. I need, I need something to go well uh, for me. But, uh, the way the gospel works, it's not, it's not Christ and other stuff. Um, the, the way it's, you know, sometimes we talk about it, especially Gal- Galatians, <laughs> mathematically, Christ plus anything equals nothing. Right? I know how to, Christ uh, plus anything equals nothing. The gospel is Christ alone. And if we need Christ, but well, we also want something else, then that's the thing that Christ himself isn't already everything. And so it's not Christ that we have or that we're looking to. Uh, and, and nothing's gained through it. Here he's saying nothing is gain, gained through circumcision, but he bronzed out to say nothing is gained through this confidence in the flesh. It has no, uh, has no, uh, no, no basis for it. Uh, and so he goes into this kind of sarcastic mock boasting, uh, right? And he's doing that to, to make a point when he does this whole, uh, anyone has confidence in the flesh, I've got more. He's uh, like, like, they think that this circumcision. Listen, if that's the way you want to look at it, I have it all. Um, I, I am a, uh, circumcised on the eighth day. That's what the, what the Old Testament law said. On, on the eighth day. There, there, there he was. Um, uh, the people of Israel, the tribe of Benjamin, he can trace his lineage back to one of the, one of the tribes. Hebrew, um, he's a Hebrew of Hebrews. He's got the status. I go into it more? Okay, that's the law. He, he's one of the Pharisees. Everyone looked to him and said, wow, the Pharisees, they're like, they're the ones who are serious about, about God's word. Serious about keeping it, about knowing it, about doing it. Uh, that's who he was. As the zeal, a persecutor of the church. Uh, he's saying he, he was passionate about these things. He wasn't just saying like, yes, I, I kind of acknowledge that and that's important. He was going out to do something about it. Um, as to as the law of blame, he's, he's not saying like he's perfect. He's saying, there's there's not, no charge that was ever made against him or that someone could have just brought against him about outwardly really following the law. He, he kept the commands. He was a good uh, Pharisee. simply saying, I had all that they're offering as much as, as much as anyone can. He had no lack for the best uh, status. And then he says, and whatever gain I had from it, I counted it all as loss for the sake of Christ. I wanted to give it all up to gain Jesus. Right? Those things didn't lead him to Christ. Um, they, they led him away from uh, from Jesus. These are the things they had to give up in, in embracing Christ. So what he's saying is uh, what seems like assets. Here's, here's his pedigree. Um, and yes, you know, here's his here's his, uh, his resume. Uh, what, what seems like all these assets of abilities and things are actually liabilities. They're actually things that draw him away from the gospel. Draw us away not to trust in them and not in Jesus. So, so it goes so far as, as in verse 9 to call them rubbish, right? which I think is better translated back in 1611 by the old authorized version, the King James Version, as dung, right? Um, that, that's what we're talking about here, a uh, refuse sometimes, poop, i to put it that way, the smelly brown stuff, that's translated in the better vernacular, crap. It's all crap. That's, that's the idea that he's given in the passage. It'd be fine to translate it that way. Um, whatever gains that you feel like you have, um, you need to count them as loss for the sake of Christ. That's what this pastor that is saying to you. Right? What are your gains? What are the things that give you status, that you look to for, for approval? Um, what are your assets? Right? I could say, listen, I'm a RUF campus minister. I'm a, I'm a seventh year and beyond RUF campus minister. That's how, that's how we divide stuff at staff training. I get to go to a special seventh year and beyond room uh, before, before training starts. Um, listen, I know, the, I know the Bible better than all of you. I spent Years in seminary studying it. I can translate the Greek and the Hebrew um, with a little lexical help. I still do. Um, I was ordained by the church after passing, like, bunches and of bunches of, of examinations written and then orally before other, other pastors. Um, and, and when my confidence is in those things, something smells, right? Um, it's crap. Maybe there's religious things like that for you, your, your upbringing, right? Parents are there for you. They talk to you these things. You, you've always known this. You're a good church that you were a part of. Um... Sunday school teacher. Maybe it's, maybe it's your conversion. How God just, just changed your life, took you out of these things and, and, and brought you in a different direction, following Him. Um, maybe it's your, your growth, involvement in you. Hey, like, you, you come to RUF. You're here. I right? you just got to count for something. There's other stuff going on. There's like things you can be studying for. There's, yeah. uh, but you, you, you came to RUF. Maybe you even help out with the music. Um, Right, or in the ministry team, or like helping get the snacks set up, or, or whatever different things. Maybe you're reaching out to people and inviting people. Maybe you lead Bible studies. Maybe you're looking for ways to, to share the gospel. Maybe you're just like, man, I read my Bible this morning. Or like, man, I, I read my Bible last week. Every day last week I read my Bible. I mean, I've, been, I've been praying. Right? And you, uh, if, if you begin to be proud of those things, if you're trusting those things, something smells uh, you may not be realizing the odor, get out of it for a little bit, come back, uh, you're smell the stench of it. Maybe it's not just religious things so much for, for you uh, that you trust in, maybe it's, maybe it's other things. Maybe it's just like, you know that you've got style. You walk around and you're like, what are they wearing? Right? And you're like, I look pretty good in my winter outfit or my, you know, whatever that I'm wearing, my new boots or what all. Um, uh, you've got good fashion sense. Everyone else likes, you know, comments on your clothes. To wear and it's like you just feel confident, like you've got a great body. You got a leech and you work out or goals or whatever these things. Right? And, you know, like, and you want other people to notice that. Maybe it's the academic side. Like you're getting good grades. Like, yeah, I heard this other guy that, like complaining about how hard the test is. I don't know. For me, like I'm doing all right makes sense to me. I feel like people are having such a hard time with, right? And it kind of feels good when that happens, like you're at the top of the class. Um, or just socially, right? Like, because other people like you. If people are calling you to, to hang out. When you call other people, they're one they're to, to hang out with you. You've got lots of friends and people who want to be around you. It feels good, and you're resting just, just your own, like, your own self. You, you're free. You're open. You're, you're unrestrained. You know how to just uh, how to have fun and enjoy life. Right? Well, whatever the things may be, what, whatever aspects of the flesh that you place confidence in, why, why do you trust in that? Why are you looking at that? Where do you, where do you think it's going to lead you? Um, in the gospel, you can't trust Christ and trust those things. It's not a both ends, because as much as you trust those things, that's saying that Jesus hasn't done enough. That Jesus isn't enough for me, I also have to be one of the smarter people, one of the more social people. Um, Saying that Jesus hasn't done enough for us, it it may be difficult to to give up uh, those those things, give up all that status, give up all those uh, gains. Um... The passage is saying to you "This all crap, it's rubbish, um, it's refuse, the old King James dung, it smells, it's not worth anything, um, if you saw a big, like, big bucket of crap, you're not going to walk out like, I'm me, look what I got, this is going to be good. I'm going to smear this, smear this, wear it to around tomorrow. Everyone's going to think I'm great. And Paul's saying, that's what we're doing. He said, that's what it was for him, all these things. If we're trusting those things, that's the way that we're, that we're acting. And that may seem offensive to, to talk that way, um, but it's, it's far more offensive, I think, than, than you realize. Because what he's saying is what we're doing with this, it's not just we're doing that with one another. But we're, we're taking all the crap and saying, here, God loved me because of this. Oh, uh, look, here, here's this crap that I'm doing. God, look, accept me now. Um, approve of me because of, because of this. If I get circumcised, will you love me more? Right? If I read my Bible and go to RUF uh, this often or, or serve others or, or obey others, uh, then will you accept me? Um, we're, we're, we're taking our crap as if it's beautiful and smells good and is worthwhile and, and offering it up to God and showing it to Him and say, please love me. And please love me because of this. That's how ridiculous it is. Um, and, and to, to in full relief how, how ridiculous it is, why would we do that when He has given us Jesus? When we can give up all that and gain a Christ. Instead, we're saying, I don't really want your Sunday. This stuff is good. Uh, we need to see our gains as losses for the sake of Christ, for the sake of the gospel. We also get to see our losses as gains. It's a full reversal in it, right? You see in verse, uh, verse eight, the last part of it. Uh, I suffered the loss of all things and count them rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. And be found in him. Right? Secondly, the other side of the whole equation is that we get to, we get to gain Christ. He, uh, he describes it as the, the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. Right? However you want to like, quantify it, it's beyond us. Uh, it's worth more than that. This is what we gain. Whatever losses we have I have no comparison to what we, what we gain. So, so it's worth spending a little time just, just getting to reflect on that. Saying, what does God offer us in Christ, in the gospel, that we, that we get to gain Christ? That is why uh, uh, Tim Keller and some others were talking about we need to repent of our righteousness. Right? Repent even of our, our good things. There's a story of an old, uh, old Puritan who, who uh, as he described, it says, I want, to take, I want to take all my bad deeds and, and just take them away and put them in a pile to be burned up before the Lord. I take all my good deeds, and I take them and put them in the same pot, and be burned out before the Lord, that I would have nothing to look to but Jesus and Jesus alone. We gain Christ, and this is what the gospel uh, is to us. Right? He says a few different things. He says knowing Christ, gaining Christ, the surpassing worth uh, of knowing Christ in terms of this relationship, and he describes what it is to be, to be in Christ. He says it in terms of being found in Christ. He says on a, a few different things we'll look at, like a justification side, a sanctification side, a glorification side, if you want those categories. But, but in verse nine it says we have a, in Christ we have righteousness, Christ says, being being found in him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ, the righteousness from God that depends on faith. The status, position, the importance that we're so often looking for in any and everything else, it's freely given to us in the gospel. Uh, It's found uh, in Christ. What makes us or something, and acceptable, and approved is it's Christ's righteousness given uh, to us as we're, as we're found in him. Well, we tend to think, like, well, I approve of, of people that are really smart, and so maybe that's how God will, will approve of me. Or, or I know that God wants me to read my Bible, so if I'll do that, then God will, will accept me. Um, as, if, as if we can earn it somehow. Um, he said that's not a righteousness of my own, according to the law. It's not some things I've done, not anything that I've earned that, that gets it to me. Which is good news, because we can't do that. And we're always stuck not knowing it's enough and just hoping that it will, will be. Hoping that our craft's kind of better than someone else, a different fragrance, a nice little odor to it. Um, or at least better than it, better than it used to be. <coughs> um, uh, we have a real status in god 's sight of being approved by him, if your confidence and glory is in Christ, you're approved by God you're accepted by him He says you, he looks at you and says, "You are right, the things about you are right and good because you are covered in Christ and his, uh, his righteousness fully. God sees all the, all the crap and declares you righteous because of Jesus right but I mean, just how amazing would it be to be able to stand before God and hear him say, You've done well. I'm proud of you. And we have a righteousness through faith in Christ from God. That He gives to us. What we couldn't get for ourselves. He He gives. This is part of the glory of what we have in Christ. This is part of what we gain in gaining Christ. Of being justified. Of being righteous, approved and accepted. Find his presence. Uh, Jesus was perfect and so we're accepted. Being, being found in Christ, right? Your, your past efforts aren't really important. Um, your mistakes that you wish you could kind of cover over, they don't matter. Um, and, and neither do your successes or your achievements. Um, th- those moments that you were that you kind of look back on and you're proud of, of kind of how you did the right thing even though it was hard? Doesn't does give it all up and gain more than you could have ever earned? Then, every moment in the, in the process of your life, you, as if you had done the right thing even though it was hard, because that's what Jesus did, and His righteousness becomes ours as we're in Him through faith. That's the status that we have. Hard for us to recognize that. Hard for us to see that. This is why we come to scriptures that remind you this is what's true of you in God's sight. You are righteous. You are already righteous. He's given to you through through Christ. That's a lot to gain. Especially a lot to gain when all you're having to give up is a puck of crap. Um, But There's more to it. Um, The righteousness that comes the depend on faith. He goes on in verse 10. I may know him and the power of his resurrection, uh, and, and sh- may share in his sufferings, sufferings becoming like him in his death. We get, to, we get to live sharing in Christ, knowing Him, being in a relationship with him and, and experiencing him. Right? We, we gain Christ, and we want to be closer and closer to him. We want to share more with him, and Christ shares himself with us. In our experience, the, the, for the Christian life and experience is, is a sharing in Christ. Right? Because Christ gives Himself to us in the Spirit. He's poured out His Spirit on believers. He dwells, dwells in us. All we're experiencing is the Spirit's working and showing us this. Right? This, is, this is sanctification. This is the Christian life, making us more, uh, more like Him. Um, right? The power of the resurrection. Uh, how beyond incredible it would it be to like, go through death? And then, like, be fully dead and then be fully lost, never to die again. Um, That's the power of Christ rising from the dead, and we get to share in that. Uh, As believers, you you share in that in in Christ. Um, uh, 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 Right? This is is how conversion is described in Scripture. Um, That we were spiritually dead, but then we've been made alive in Christ. Oh, this is the Christian life: dying to sin, realizing that we're all those things that, like, feel like have a hold on you and tie tying down that you can't give up, that you know you shouldn't long for, it, but you still do. You're, you're dead to that. The more you rest in Christ, the more you realize it doesn't have power over you. That's the power of the resurrection, that's your experience of a new life that looks differently. <clears throat> Uh, dead to sin and alive to God. Uh, <clears throat> experiencing victory over sin, saying no to temptation. Uh, uh, those things are part of experiencing the power of his resurrection. That's the other side of it too. He says sharing in his suffering becoming like him in his death. Uh, that's maybe a little bit harder for us to swallow. He's talking about this as a gain. As something that we gain because in this, we're knowing Jesus more. Or understanding more what he was willing to go through for us, even if only a, a smidgen of it. Uh, what well, he willingly gave up in obedience to his father, that we might join his family. That we might call uh, him, he might call us his friends and his brothers. That God might call us as his, his sons and his daughters. Uh, and as we experience that suffering, it's, it's just sharing in Christ with it. Um, you know, like this is, uh, you, you kind of go to this passage, like James, was like count it all joy, my brothers, whenever you suffer. And you're like, I don't know what you're talking about here. Um, and, and it's not an easy thing. I don't always know what he's talking about there in, in experience. But the experience of it. But you see how you see how he's explaining here what the substance of it is, because we're cause when we suffer, we go. That's what my that's what my Savior did for me. This is this is part of what he went through, and I get to be involved in it too. Um. <coughs> And there's still more to gaining uh, Christ. Verse 11, That by any means possible I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Um, in other words, this life isn't all that there is. God's given us a hope of, of promise before that. That is, as Christ is raised on the other side of death, that so will be. As Christ has a, has a glorified body uh, now, that we get to share in that. Uh, right? this, this suffering and knowing parts, not all. Um, we look to the resurrection of the dead. Raised eternally to be with Christ, where the the Scripture made like Him. When we get to see Him like He is uh, and be in His presence and the joy of that in celebration for for eternity. Um, It's a lot to gain. Uh, Gaining Christ is is gaining everything. Um, What would you not be willing to lose in order to in order to gain, uh, gain this, in order to gain Jesus, in order to be found in Christ, as Paul says. So take so this breath of fresh air and, and go back tomorrow and ask, what are you looking for to be content? What are you looking for more of that you think will make you feel more content? Um. And then as you, as you start to you know, write out a little list of what some of those things are, then ask yourself, is it, is it crap or is it cross? Because it has to be one or the other. It's not both. H- how do you just, how do you do, you know, your accounting person, how do you do accounting about, about yourself? What your, what your worth is, what your value are, what your, what your strengths and assets are, what your, what your liabilities are? Does it fit with this passage? Um, what you think are your gains and what you think are your, your losses? Where do they lead? Uh, what are you willing to, to lose? i put this way to bring it back around. Um, if you want to, you can keep... I love Goodwill, Goodwill. If you want to, you can keep shopping at Goodwill and buying all your stuff there. You can go to every yard sale and, and buy everything that they have to offer. And you don't have to spend that much money. It's all just a quarter. Cool um, if you want to, you can keep buying stuff off the... TV infomercials and keep, keep buying crap and keep pursuing that and keep wrestling that and trusting that. But God offers you His Son. He offers you Himself an infinite worth that you can gain uh, everything in Christ. But you can't keep holding on to the crap. Uh, trust and glory uh, in Jesus is freely offered to us in the gospel.